Welcome to Triple Fist Bump, the premier gaming podcast where you can listen to opinions across generations. I'm the Kid Dream, here with my two co-hosts, Chris. Doubt is what I do. And of course you. And Osiris. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, there's not really much you can do with that. <laughs> there were quotes. Newly anointed. But yes. <laughs> no, no. Straight to that. Not straight to that, but foreshadowing. All right. Sad. My emotions. Mm. So am I starting this off? All right. I, we I, I, I was about to. No, 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 Octopath 2 is the focus of today's recording. Episode? Recording. I mean, we list them as episodes. Recording. Alright. I mean, everyone knows it's a recording. Yeah, that's why, you know. Unless we just go, unless we just go through and mash up words of people that just have very similar voices to ours. I mean, AI. AI. Octopath 2 is the focus of today's recording. And though we may have talked about it before, uh, we weren't there yet. We finally have an opportunity, had an opportunity to play it. The full game. And yeah, I've been. Are you supposed to talk while I whistle? You expected me to do that? Yeah. But please don't whistle, it's distracting, honestly. Alright. Octopath 2. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay, okay, I'm seriously done this time. You really can't do it with background music? No, it's it's distracting, man. We'll record background music in. You probably will. It will be in there. But we have finally had an opportunity to play the game. And I've been playing it way more than I expected to. I'm not the only person who did that, right? Octopath 2 is a great example of when the hype dies. But then you play the game and you realize why you were hyped in the first place. I was like, you didn't expect to play the RPG you wanted to play the most? Nope. I didn't get it. I was like, yeah, I got, I mean, there's Tears of the Kingdom right here, so I'm good. Then I play Octopath. And you, were, and you were good, but still. Yeah, I was good. I could have been good. But like all men, I longed for more. Because men are stupid like that. That's yeah, a human experience. We all want more. Everybody dreams. Does everyone dream? Yeah, but some dreams are really simple. So if they told or you, really suck- or really sucky. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's the, to the beholder. A sucky dream to somebody else is, uh, is the, the, the the golden age for another person. Like Particio's dream to end poverty. Yeah, well, some people just dream of a nice sandwich. But then Oswald's dream is just kill a dude. I was a lot of people dreaming of killing it, dude. Just 
A chance dream is literally just a saver island that's about to get nuked by the moon, apparently. Yeah, we got big dreams and small dreams in Octopath, too. Most of them fit into quests, but... Most of them fit more as quests, but... So you start the game, and like any other Octopath game, you get to pick from... there's only one other. You get to pick from <laughs> one of two. Because that's the mobile. Oh, yeah, yeah. Champions of the continent. I didn't know that existed. Now, you pick one of eight travelers. They got lots of good options in this game, but really you only have Particio. So you pick Particio, and then this you go out. You go out on a quest to end poverty. I'm just telling you what, what I saw. I saw Dream Play Ochet Chapter 1, and I grabbed um, uh, Casty. Uh, Timonos. Yes. And Oswald. Yes. And played their chapter ones. And no one had a chapter one as godlike as Particio's. First off, you start it and you start as. Maybe Particio. (laughs) He was like. Six. Was he six? It's a seven year time skip between each. So he's. No, he Uh, was 10. Okay, yeah, yeah, that. That works. You start as little 10-year-old Particio. You're standing there. And Pap and a man named Rock, who's Pap's assistant, they're, they're on there on this empty land. You see this empty land. You got this tiny little baby Particio sprite. And then Pap tells you to go practice your negotiating skills and make a sale. And it's, that's what you go do. Yeah, so you get baby Particio and you start moving. He got a sprite. He can move. He has dialogue and stuff. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, that's a lot of effort. But then another seven-year time skip happens. Rock is completely messed. Bro, you skipped a whole time skip. And what happens with team? Oh, yeah, yeah. Another time skip happens. You make a deal, and the town starts booming, and you're 17-year-old Particio. And he walking around with his own sprites and dialogue. And then another time skip happens, and they all they all happen in this cool montage scene where you see the city being built and, and like growing and changing. And now you're twenty four year old Particio without the hat, and so now you venture around, you fight the boss, you uh, you end poverty in his. His town. name is Stinky Gif. Yeah, you fight Gif, end poverty in the town. And then Pap gives you his hat and just a jazz theme starts playing and some electric guitar kicks in and Particio just swears to end poverty and walks off with this jazz theme playing. And he now has, and you finally get the final Particio sprite, 24-year-old Particio with hat. Yeah. So it's like just for this one character, we had three sprites that aren't even his final sprite, and they all had just as many animations as the others. Minus Child Particios, who I very highly doubt have battle sprites. Well, yeah. There's no way Child Particio had some battle sprites. But he was moving. They might have made it just in case. I would not be shocked if there's a sprite sheet of him doing battle moves. I mean, and then they, they took it out. <laughs> right. They decided they didn't need it. Yeah. My thing is, sprites aren't models. You can't just slap costumes onto them and stuff. 
No. So it's, it's really impressive that we have different sprites and they all have animations and stuff, uh, especially considering in Octopath 1, Alfin couldn't even have a dance sprite. Nope. <laughs> Which is hilarious still. Like, yeah. It looks it, like... You couldn't even have a pose. It looks like everyone has different... has different sprites of themselves, but... sprites of themselves, but Particio has the most by far. But that's not the end of it, either. Because when you get jobs for the characters, they still have fully animated sprites in their job. Which was in Octopath 1, but there are just a lot more unique animations in this game. Like, you were slashing somebody with a sword in Octopath 1. Your character, I mean, didn't your character kind of just point at them with the sword? Like, they didn't pull out a sword and attack. They did. They must have swords in their hands. Yeah, but was their arm animated? Yeah. Yeah. It was just a simple swing. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah outside of the uh, cross slash. Right, we got... Unique swing. Yeah, we got more in this game. Yeah. Yeah, they, the sword slashes in Octopath 1 are shockingly similar to the sword slashes in Final Fantasy 1. Like, it's the same funk. And, <laughs> right. And that's it. Just done. Like, just right, single right. arm, just dunk. Right, they would just move their arm like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then they would do that for every weapon. It was the same for all of them except the bow. The right. spear. Right, and this well, game, just you have unique for all of them. Right, and the spirit is different. Yeah, it's that thrust. But even that thrust was the same thrust as Final Fantasy Three. At least it advanced a little. In the Octopath 1, not really. But in Octopath 2, it sounds like thankfully, finally. Makes sense, though. Octopath 1 was an experiment game. Right? Now, Literally. Now they know it's um, it's a viable franchise. Project Octopath. Oh yeah. yeah. Imagine if this game was just called Octopath. Just Octopath. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they thought about it. I mean, that's where all the the whole everyone's name is in the you know first letter of their name is in the title comes from. Yep. But then they was just like. Mm. Octopath, that sounds too vague. Uh, Let's just throw Traveler on it. But Various Day Life is fine. Yeah, it's, it kind of, I had hope that the main antagonist to everyone's story will also spell out Octopath, but uh, a couple of things crushed my, crushed that idea. Mm. So you're going to talk about the next time, Skip, that you almost talked about before this? Or well, in I, that time, but you didn't say what happened. Yeah, I kind of I kind of just skipped it since... Well, yeah, Particio's hometown, he gets ripped off in his hometown. By Rock. Yeah, good old Rock. Well, you don't know that at first, but it turns out his contract had the most... The most out of nowhere clause in it at all. It was basically like the uh, the creator of this contract can completely renou- renounce everything they said at any time. 
And so... Which wasn't in the contract at first. <laughs> right. But so, he swapped it with the con- with the same contract that had that clause in it. Right. So out of nowhere, um, his home, Particio's whole hometown is just robbed of all their silver, taxed to death. And he, all he's so poor, he has to make a cowboy bebop reference about having no beef. And Good man. Then, Good man. <laughs> then they just walk on and try to they basically just beat up the dude who had the contract and, and they saved their whole town yeah which I didn't think would just happen yeah so they beat up the whole the dude who had the bad contract and they, they force him to work for them and now the city is on its way to being prosperous again and after being poor for a whole couple months, Particio decides, yeah, no one should ever have to do this. This sucks. And so his dream is to go out and end poverty as a merchant. Use capitalism to end poverty. Yes. I mean, the man built the grocery stores. They buffed veteran soldiers for some reason. They buffed, I don't know why they buffed merchant at all. First off, you look at the classes. A lot of them are way different, but Merchant is just the same thing. But now it uses fire instead of wind. And besides For that, very Particio-related reasons. Yeah, you get a whole background on his Ember move. It's kind of funny. Yeah. He's got a smoldering personality. That makes sense. Nah, not just that. I mean, thematic. Well... Uh, yeah, so, in this game, instead of going to shrines to get classes, you go to guilds, and guilds just be places. They're a lot less obvious than shrines. (laughs) The only, like, obvious one is in one place where there's just a whole church in, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, guilds are the most hidden in plain sight things in this game. Yeah. Like, you just be... Wa- I walked into the Thief Guild and walked out without realizing it was the Thief Guild. Like, I walked into the room, but it was daytime, so no one was there. So I'm just like, okay, I don't know what's up with this empty room. And then later, when I was talking to all the uh, NPCs and they were talking about a thief guild, it just occurred to me, like, oh, they probably all gather at night. That's why everyone disappears at night. Go in there, get the thief class. Yep. And then the cleric. And they're, and they're strangely very kind. Yeah, he was very impressed. Like He was like, oh, you found this place? Here you go. Here's your thief license. <laughs> These are the most accepting people. In every guild. You don't have to do nothing to prove yourself. You just walk up to them. And they're like, alright. I mean, it was kind of sad with the cleric. They're like, oh my gosh, someone visited, visited this church. Here, you're a cleric now. <laughs> oh man. I swear, no one wants to be a cleric. No one ever asked for it. Well, yeah. I found the merchant's guild. I don't know where. So even without getting Particio, I got access to merchant class and hired help, which was buffed. Well, hired help specifically wasn't buffed, but veteran soldiers, which is already how you won the game, was buffed. 
So I saw Chris use higher help. He used it. I expect the same four old men to show up and swing super strong swords. What? No. What, what confused me was at first he used high, he used veteran soldiers and an old man with like a Naruto hat and a shield <laughs> and not, and not a shield and a spear appeared. I'm like, wait, what? That's not a sword. And then uh and then just like a straight up old man just appeared with a bow. They just kept showing up with different weapons. I'm like, these aren't swords. And then they just instantly killed the, the boss. The boss hadn't taken any damage yet. The boss just died. <laughs> I don't know what's up with veteran soldiers in this game, but pretty much any pre-chapter four boss just dies to a single use of veteran soldiers. If these heroes, most of these characters can just start their adventures as a bunch of rookies or people out of, you know, kind of like in a new environment, and they can challenge these guys, then a veteran soldier should be able to do the same. <laughs> and I, like, this is because he is not a rookie, and he has challenged many guys. It makes sense. It makes sense. People used to joke about that with Power Rangers. They're like, why would you want a bunch of teenagers with attitude when you could get a special forces group? They'll just come in and they'll just murder everybody. It wouldn't be interesting. So, you know, you get the teenagers with attitude and make the fight interesting. <laughs> but, uh, all right, yeah, so that makes sense. So, hey, the, the veteran soldier ability of hired help in particular is the is doing way more. Yeah. Is it just hitting for more damage? Is it just more hits? Is more dudes doing the same amount of hits? So now it's like four times the hits? I think it's more damage, too. It feels like it. Maybe bosses just have less health in this game. I feel like that's not right to do in this game. What? Give bosses less, less health. Well, they took out all the stuff they thought was broke in the first game, so... They like that. They um, did take out Alfred's auspices. So yeah. They know. Yeah, they took that out. They took out. They didn't take out none of the merchant stuff. Did they boundless concoct. Uh, they completely changed it. Yeah. Okay, so it's not stupid. First off, was. you have specific ingredients that you have to use to concoct. Okay. And uh, those ingredients have specific effects. You can use weeds, which will give you like a random good effect, but all I've ever gotten were stat buffs, so nothing mm. stupid. And of course, it takes those materials to even concoct, so you uh, you lose them. Right, that's good. Alphans level didn't even matter in the original game. Concoct was so strong, as long as he had the stuff, he could do whatever you needed him to do. Right. But then Cassidy's latent power is also useful because it just, you don't use the stuff when you use it. Like, it doesn't take any yeah, items to that. use. That's a good, that's, a, that's, that's pretty good. But enough about the abilities. Let's get on to, like, the actual gameplay. So this game is different from Octopath 1 mainly when you're um, walking around. Besides the animations and the, the crazy compositing and just... 
the new monsters. Yeah, the new monsters. Flavor. But when you're walking around, now your characters have paths to their to their story. Like I haven't seen one that's just a straight branch yet, where you go one place and it completely changes how the story goes. But you can choose. There are multiple cities to move to. And you can choose which one you're going to go to first. And then besides that, characters have side quests to their story. Or maybe that's just Partitio. That's just Partitio. Partitio side quests we got to talk about later. Because they just straight up lock you out of parts of the game if you don't have him. Uh, but Yeah. <laughs> the, the character side quests, they... Um, like they they're just multiple quests on the map so when you're walking around you can walk in a city and have multiple people going through the quest at the same time not their main quest but you can have multiple things happening at the same time and because of the day and night abilities everybody can interact with the environment a lot more so what's good about this game is that if you have a party of 4 you're guaranteed to have at least one of each ability you can't really assemble a party in a way that you don't have one of each ability. Whereas in Octopath 1, you know, you pick you pick Primrose and you pick Ophelia and okay, now you you've been locked out of one ability already. Yep. Oh. Or Therian and Tressa. Yeah. Or if you like me, you got Therian, Tressa, Ophelia and Primrose. Now you locked out of two abilities. It is. <laughs> now you ain't got nothing. So when you in that moment where you need to knock someone out, you just you're just sitting there sad. But now in this game, everyone's got two abilities, and it looks like no matter how you set it up, you'll have one of each ability at least. Yeah, half the abilities make you fight people. Yeah, they they want mages fighting in this game because I <laughs> I was looking at. Therian's uh, ability at night, or not Therian, Timonos, the cleric, his ability at night is fighting people to get information from them. Like, he starts talking to them, and it, like, brings them into this this shadowy environment on the water, like a mindscape, and they're just fighting each other there, trying to get information from each other. Like a mental representation of a fight? Yeah. Or him jogging. So he's not actually beating people up on the street. No, you can't even kill them in their mind. He's engaging their, I'm breaking your will. Yeah. Literally. Like, literally. Visualized as the battle. Literally, you win when you break them. So yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly that's what it is. Stuff. Yeah. Stuff. yeah if you Oswald, aren't literally attacking someone. You can use Oswald to mug people and steal their belongings. You you get put into a battle, and if you win that battle by knocking them out, you get their stuff. All of it. All of their stuff. And so when this crazy hobo man who's like eight feet tall walks up to you and then starts shooting magic spells at you. Yeah, I'm like, he's super OP, so you, you don't need to worry about losing those fights. That was the best way to level him up, too. He gains experience from doing it. So he just ends up being levels above people. Like, Oswald was the last person I got on my team, but he's like two, three levels above everyone because of all the mugging. That makes sense. I can see it. He's unscrupulous in his morals. Everything for revenge. 
it's just funny walking up to people at night and they're just chilling. You inquire stuff. You just talk to them normally. And then out of nowhere, Oswald, hand it over. <laughs> and then they're just in a fight, getting beat up, hit with magic from all sides. It's hilarious. Right? That's the funny thing. The, the big, tall, tough-looking man is a mage. Yeah. You, know, you, you expect to get mugged via fist or knife, not mugged via, you know, arcane destruction. It's a, it's a heck of a story. Yeah. I like that moments like this show the uh, the silliness of the reputation system, where it's just like, if you successfully destroy this man and take his stuff, you're good. If you but fail, if you you're fail. still good. You don't lose reputation for mugging people. Ah, so you can fail path actions so they got rid of the reputation. No. No, they didn't. Mugging just doesn't ruin your reputation. So he has no qualms. There's no nothing negative to ever mug somebody. He gets beat up, but yeah, no. Yeah, he beat up, but the whole party is still there. They can just heal him back. Yeah, and that's how it goes sometimes. He gets beat up, you just heal him. He's like, all right, I know your weaknesses this time. And you just whoop him. Ah, so there's some busted stuff, man. Yeah. They didn't balance everybody's stuff like that. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know why it doesn't ruin your reputation, but, you know, the two skills that ruin your reputation were already taken. So there are just some characters whose reputation just can't be affected. No. Or does everyone have at least one skill that messes up the reputation if you fail? Well, Oswald has scrutinized, so that messes up. Casty doesn't, can't have a reputation messed up. Neither can Particio. Can, can Timonos? No. You should, honestly. Well, all he's doing is asking questions. If he didn't manage to break the person, it's, it's fine. Called an, it's called interrogation. Yeah, but they don't know it's an interrogation. I imagine Timonos just walks up to a person and asks them normal sounding questions. And like, he's That's a cleric. Casty. He's a cleric. Oh, well, Cassie's just like, hello. And just talks. I mean, when you're getting interrogated, you know you're getting interrogated. But he's a cleric, though. Like he, he kind of has the right. The Spanish Inquisition. They, got, they were just clerics too. <laughs> they knew they was getting interrogated. He has the right. They, they had the right too. The right to put you into this brass bull. But it does not ruin his reputation. Hey, man. Look. They, those people just believe he's dealing with the faithful. But they didn't have the faith. Man, he's not trying to convert anyone. He's just trying to see what they're doing. He really wants to convert as few people as possible. Yeah, he hates well, conversion. Hey, well, it's, it's the fellow clerics that they're converting everybody. The moment you step in. Is it the what same cleric uh, group? Because uh, I thought Timonos is like from a different kind of cleric group. No, it's the same and group. So it's the same one. Yeah, they don't do the pilgrimage anymore. I think he's just in a different sector of it, so it doesn't... But it's the same overall church, but he's like in a different... He's um, a church in a different place. Right, he's not the bearer of the flame. So that's so. what I'm saying, like that domination. I mean, you got a bunch of you got a bunch of Christians, but they're not all the same Christians. They don't no, all he's believe like, it. he's in like, in like the same 
Yeah, he even talks about the sacred flame and stuff. Like he just he's an inquisitor, so he's not doing anything to carry the flame around. I'm thinking in terms of um I know the apothecary. What? Her thing is a different she's in a different group from other apothecaries. Right. Yeah, but yeah, like flat different. No, he's in the same like rule of church, I guess. Yeah, the point the point like, is he's, he's a- in the same church. He doesn't believe in the church. Yeah, what I'm saying is that would make him a different sect of church then. If you stop believing and you change your opinion from the main body, at that very instant you become a different schism. So he might be under the same order. He might have all the same practical things. But the moment he's like, nah, this stuff is different, you have now become your own schism. I mean, if you're like in a police department and you don't agree with everything the police do, that doesn't make you in a different department. No, but that's the police department isn't a religious institution. I'm thinking more like when Martin Luther slammed them rules on the church door. He stopped being a Catholic and started being a Lutheran. Right. And so now it's just, so he doesn't believe the same thing that the Catholics do anymore. Right. He's his own guy. I can see that. We're, so I'm like. We're talking about like his literal position is in the same yeah, church. And as Martin Luther still had his own literal position too. No, but. But he, everybody that's looked at him was just like, okay, well, this is different. So I'm kind of, I just thought it was funny. It's like, you got the, the clerics who probably believe fully in it. Which is why they make you a cleric when you come in there. And, but the guy that's in your party is like, yeah, I don't really believe in the same things that them guys believe in anymore. Right. Even though I'm still part of their organization. So my thought is, my meta thought was, Temenos is a cleric, is a cleric class, but he's an inquisitor. That's his position. But it sounds like based off of what y'all saying that he, has his own thoughts about the church mm-hmm. uh-huh. that differ from his peers, right? Uh-huh. So he's his own guy. But the clerics in the guild probably believe in everything. They don't, they're not questioning things like Timonos. So if Partito goes to the cleric guild and becomes a cleric, he's learning their doctrine to be a cleric. He's not learning from Timonos. And that is that—that's funny. It's like you know, your Lutheran in the party is like, "All right, this is—I'm healing you." And then the next cleric that comes into your party is a Baptist, and he's also healing you. Mm -hmm. And they're both healing you the same way, but they disagree on the fundamental nature of how they're healing you. Right. Even though the magic is still the same, it's just a funny, just little goof. And that's kind of. That's kind of what his story is about. Yeah. You run into a, new, a newly anointed member of the church named Crick at the beginning. Who was just a guy, basically. And you know what Crick is about from the moment he shows up. Because you see a dude out in the street protesting the church. And Timonos walks up. When Timonos walks up, he, uh, he puts his hand on his chin, just looks at the dude like, hmm. Someone questioning the church. You don't really know much about Timonos at this point either. But the dude is saying, ah, oh, the church is <laughs> the church is evil. They line their pockets. They do evil deeds behind closed doors. And Crick walks up immediately, pulls out his sword on the dude and is like, 
Why are you questioning the church? Look inside yourself and repent. Now, this dude is bringing up legitimate concerns, and Crick tells him to look inside himself at sword point. So you, you immediately know what Crick is about like, as soon as he shows up. My God, this literally is the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> it literally is that. And then dude runs up and tries to hold Terminos as a hostage and then gets hit by a beam of light because, you know, that's what clerics can do in Octopath. Right, you remember Triangle Strategy and how uh, that one dude got just destroyed by the Hierophant? Uh, Terminos basically just did that to that dude. But he did it in self-defense. I don't know if a beam is justifiable for self-defense. I mean, he couldn't. Nah, that's in the Bible. It definitely happens. Look, like, he m- multiple holy texts. You couldn't really hit him in any other way. <laughs> but uh, that dude got incinerated. I mean, look, what are you going to do? Hit him with a warhammer? Man, he had a staff. Yeah, man, I'm just saying, like, beaten with blunt object or, you know, cleansed by sacred light. Oh, that dude definitely got cleansed. And after that, Crick and Timino start talking. And Crick is immediately disappointed because he said, I wanted to be an Inquisitor. But he finds out the, the Inquisitor is the least religious person there. Yeah, they so he, gets, he starts getting disappointed with what that was. And so Timonos' whole story is him going on wacky adventures with Crick and trying to uncover. Oh, yeah, because it didn't mention the actual main part of his story, which is that the pontiff had a meeting with just had a meeting with a scholar and then told Timonos to talk to him. And you find him later that night just dead. The pontiff? The pontiff was just dead immediately. So and this is the leader of the church? Yeah. That's funny. And so I only knew that because of Pontificus Maximus. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like they just took the Pope title and like, ah, we're just not gonna call it the Pope, we're gonna call it this original name. That's funny. And the funny thing is that you, you probably could have saved him, but Crick was so steadfast in being a good guy that you didn't get time to. Because they walk up to the door of the church to meet with the pontiff, and it's locked. And Timonos is like, hey, man, bust down the door. Crick, that is not the proper way to go through. And so you had to find a side passage. I don't know why a side passage is better than uh, busting through the front door. But you go and find some underground side passage, sneak into the church, and the pontiff is dead on the ground. He got eaten up by some beast that busts through the window. That guy, that guy helped bust it through the window. Right. That, that, it busted through the window, and Crick is just like, wow. Well, what a dude sa-. busted the window for it. Right, right. But, but Crick is like, wow, what a sad coincidence. Timnos is immediately not feeling it. And so he does some weird power. That is a canonical power, apparently. <laughs> he has some weird canonical power that showed him the moment of death for the pontiff. Starts walking around and finding clues, and so the which the, are very, which are very well hidden. Like you wouldn't just see that. Yeah. And so, so the detective story. All right. Yeah, and so the detective story begins. Timino starts investigating the murder. The uh, knights that Crick is a part of, they basically try to just grab the evidence and disappear. And so there's tension between them from the very, very beginning. And uh, Crick is just following Timonos yeah. around. for. They actually just keep running into each other for no reason. 
And Cricket's <laughs> just sad because he's being pitted between the clearly bad guys who are being posed as good guys and Tamanos. Who's questioning everything, even though he's supposed to be spreading the religion. It's a really good story. The Octopath 2 story is much better than, I mean, I I think that's the the whole Timino story. That's like a controversial statement to say that it's better than the first game. No, no, I'm just saying, like, (laughs) I was thinking about the stories in one. Yeah, I think Timino's story is better than anything I got in Octopath 1. Yeah. The stories in Octopath 1 were, some of them were fun, but all of them were very simple. Yeah. Like, very, very simple. The lore behind some of them might have been cool and complex. Like the mystery of Red Eye and all of that stuff. But right, but you don't get that at Hanit's actual story. Yeah, you, not, you don't get that. You don't even, most people never even get it because it's all side quests. That <laughs> that yeah, you have to do very specific side quests. Very to specific be, side quests. To be able to do like the end game. End game. And some of those can take so long to stumble across that you wouldn't even remember the context. You'd be like, what's this guy's name? Why is that important? Can we talk about how Zanta could still pick up on it, though? Yeah. That was hilarious to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Like, how strong was that? Baby Hanit was... was <laughs> Stop in this! Baby Hanit was too short-lived. <laughs> no, we got everything we needed. Yeah. It was just the best, best flashback. Baby Hanit was... was Baby Hanit was too good for this world. <laughs> She knew. She understood the what world she was in already. I thought she would be all fun loving as a kid. She no, was still serious. No, she was haunted. <laughs> just as a kid, like you've been this way your whole life. Your whole life, which is great. Stopping this, no nonsense from birth. Ah, yeah. But you know, compare that to Primrose. We just see. Or just hiding behind a chair. Primrose's story was hilarious. No, Primrose. Don't go down the path of revenge. It will lead you to nothing. Gets revenge, and then the picture is her living happily by the sea. Yep. (laughs) I'm like, why was all that foreshadowing there when she was actually just happy after getting revenge? She killed the love of her life. It was like, all right, cool. (laughs) And it just lit. It was was fine. Yeah, that was her final words. Ah, now I can live happily. And yep. that was it. That dude's just dead. It was all that traumatic stress. Yeah, she went back gone. to her father and talked. Like, she she did not say, oh, my life is empty. I have nothing to do. She was just like, nah. He's dead. I'm I good. Avenged him, but I have nothing left. She's like, no, everyone's dead. I'm happy. I lost nothing. <laughs> I, you know, we're cool. Everyone is cool. And I get to get out of this uh, desert sand to beach sand. Man. Is, uh, quite an upgrade. I mean, yeah, you know. There's something, look, honestly, that's kind of realistic, though. Some people just get revenge and they're fine. <laughs> like, it doesn't make everyone empty. <laughs> Some people just get revenge and they're like, all right, yeah, I killed the guy. Cool. Right. And we got the same thing going on with Oswald, but we've yet to see if he just. Just um, settled down afterwards. He settled down, but got more riled up for a completely different reason. Wait, what? You you beat Harvey? I did not beat Harvey. 
He is, but he is now mad at Harvey for a complete different reason. Man, you found the, tra- the magic and didn't tell me. Mm-mm. Wow. Man, that's messed up. You can just find out something that makes you not care about your wife and daughter dying. <laughs> right. I'm like, does, does he just hyper focus on whatever happened to him last in life? No, <laughs> like it's big. <laughs> Yeah, there's a few things bigger than, hey, I shanked your wife and daughter, man. He didn't Magically. shank them. Yeah, he set them on fire. And then he set the swing set on fire, too, which was completely separate from the house. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be pretty big. There was some serious spite in that burning. Like, when you become a murder ho- hobo, like, the, the greater fate of the world would seemingly become less important. No. But he's just like, no. But maybe that's why Oswald is a hero rather than just a murder hobo. It is the fact that he does. He's like, you know what? No, I can't do this for revenge. I'll do it for whatever other emotion. Yeah. Apparently, Oswald unknowingly married, like, the best woman in the world. (laughs) So. Wait, that was it? He married a woman with a sacred bloodline. And oh, so that's why Harvey killed. And that's why Harvey killed. Yeah, I was always wondering, like, why did Harvey go to kill his wife and daughter, though? That's so random. Dang. He didn't even know. So Oswald was on. Yeah, it was kind of hilarious because you go, you you meet Harvey in chapter four. You say, why did you burn them? And then something that I that I won't spoil happens and he's like, what? Why? How is this possible? You idiot. Of course I didn't burn your wife and daughter. I abducted them and used their perfect uh, Jesus blood. So, I'm not stupid. So Oswald is a character that accidentally found himself on the Kit side quest? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, this is just Kit. This is just, <laughs> literally just Kit. Except like, replace evil blood with sacred blood. Right. And then that's it. He but at least it's a main quest and not a easily missable side quest. Where you have to help a theater troupe get together just to get to the end of it. <laughs> you didn't like that, huh? Yeah, oh, man, it's it so goofy. It's just hilarious how Oswald just unknowingly married his <laughs> sacred bloodline. Oh, yeah, that's JRP. Well, RPG convention. At this point, is randomly stumble upon the mystical. Yeah, so that means he could have just abducted his wife and daughter, but he decided to burn his house down. Well, he wanted to look like he killed. Look like he was. He didn't want them coming around looking. Now him setting the swing set on fire is more hilarious because he. I mean, but the thing is, he he burned the house down, but to make it look like he killed them, he just threw two random women into the fire, so there were corpses. But they were not those corpses. He was thorough. He was very thorough. It's just like, why were there no reports of those women being dead, though? (laughs) That's the weird slums. Nobody knew them and nobody cared. (laughs) Which, unfortunately, is realistic. Right. Uh, So the the big. I feel like that almost deserves a spoiler tag. If the big mystery of Oswald's story is that his family ain't even dead. Uh, they probably dead. Um, but don't spoil that. Yeah, yeah I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you said it. 
Yeah, like since you said it, I might as well. Well, I don't. I have not played the game, so I'm just talking. <laughs> that works. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, I but mean, but it sounds like the implication of that is that they are not dead. Yeah, I'm like you kind of did spoil it. You gotta confirm it. Right, we 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 don't know. We don't know. Is that? Let's talk about Particio going and inventing the M- the MP3 player. How about that? Yeah, well, he didn't invent it, but he made it commercially available. He did invent the grocery store. He did invent the grocery store, which is kind of, that was hilarious to me. And he also has a kid following him, or following him around and putting him in the news. There has to be other news to get, but she's just following him for some reason. It was the funny because the, the girl said, I became a news reporter to tell people good news. Not bad news, and I just thought, I wonder how many people in real life became news anchors only to realize they're just reporting every murder on every corner. The majority. <laughs> like, the vast majority. Like, I didn't think anyone became a news every anchor. journalism student I've ever known wanted to tell good stories, good faith stories, because they thought things was too negative. And then they realized people didn't care. And they you're gonna cover all of those murders, all of those genocides, you and these wars. But you couldn't possibly think that like, you're gonna get to cover good news when there's never any good news no, on the news. That's the thing. There's tons of good news. No one cares. Right, there's none on the news. That's because like, no one cares. The anchor doesn't get to decide what goes exactly. on the news. Exactly. And the reporters who write those stories, they stories just don't get picked up, and so they make no money. Well, gotta go for the murders, man. That's just that was just hilarious to me. Made me think about things in a different light. But yeah, Particio walks up to this place, and it also makes you think about think about marketing and how important it is too. Because this dude had a recording device; you could record your voice, and you could play back your voice on it. But you couldn't sell it. He couldn't sell it. He was like, every time I take this to a place. People are like, oh, wow, that's very interesting, and just leave. And I I think it's good, but I haven't been able to convince anyone. And then Particio was like, I mean, have you tried, like, putting music in it? You know, something people will want to listen to? There it is. Oh, you're a genius! So then you venture around the world, find three musicians, bring them back, give him music, and now you've just unlocked the game's jukebox. Yep, you don't get the jukebox unless you play as Particio. You just don't get the jukebox. Play as Particio. Which which convinces me that they don't expect you to play this game by grabbing four travelers and just sticking with them. Uh, you're supposed to grab everyone. Yeah, I think that was that was definitely a weakness of the first game. Which is why so many people thought the final boss was way harder than he actually was. When people did the final boss with just four characters. Well, you can't. Oh. Uh, it's that's the thing. Like you have to use all eight. But if you've been playing the game the way most people play, you only got four characters who are ready. Yeah. And yeah. The, the, and was it? I don't remember if his fight was in two segments that cost four people. Yep, it's two segments. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it was that. That it's cost like, it four people. That yeah. It's like. <laughs> Four people fight the first half, and then four people fight the final phase. So you want your best team on the last phase, uh, but that means the 
weak team has to survive the first phase. So Which you, is already the second strongest boss in the exactly. game next to the, next to the final phase. Wait, so if you do the final battle with just four people, that same team has to fight both the first phase and the second phase? No, no, you don't have an option. You're using those four people that you didn't use. Oh. It's set that you have to have all eight. Oh. And so your lack of training of four people meant that you had level 30-somethings against the final boss with poor equipment, <laughs> no skills, no optimization, and you probably forgot half of their mechanics because you haven't used them in <laughs> Right, forgot how to play them. Yeah, and you're fighting the last dude. And if you die... You have to go back through the boss gauntlet. Yep, just to get to that point again. Wow. To fight, so... It was, and you know, the game wouldn't tell you this, of course. And at this point, you probably did most of the side content with your main team, so leveling the other dudes is not going to be as easy anymore. Right. So now you're just like, well, do I grind? Or if you do like I did, you save Alfin for that team, <laughs> and he carries the fight on his back and just wins you the, that, that first thing, and then you loot the, the second thing. Those dudes are all broke, right? Yeah, but um, I, I think that that stops so many people from like you go on message boards and you just see people complaining like five years ago. <laughs> just like, how do I beat this guy? How, how do I survive? What do I do? And then people are like, okay, you got to get this skill and get this skill. And like, but I, I gotta like grind. So I gotta grind for all of these hours. And it's like, no, nah, they wanted you to use everybody. They just didn't give you a reason to use everybody until <laughs> the very end. Right. So I'm glad this game does it different. Gives you a reason to use more people. Yes, and my reason was knocking people out. Hey, that's a good reason. Because you get to those segments, and I was my team was Particio, Casti, Timonos, and Oswald. The only way to knock people out with that team is with Casti. At night, she gives people medicine. I don't know why they willingly take it. Yeah, she drugs them. Yeah, she drugs yeah. them, and they just they fall out. But... Weak people take something that's called a slumber sage. Uh, strong people take an herb of serenity. I didn't know these. When you start the game, they just hand these to you. And you walk around and you just end up with more throughout the game. So I didn't realize they're actually on limited supply. Like, there's no enemy to grind to get more of them. There is no concoct special thing that gives you more of them. They are just limited like there are like eight in the whole game of the herb of serenity or something i don't know but i was just getting i tried to, there's a town that you literally have to knock someone out to get into and i was trying to get in that town i found i had no herbs of serenity and i found i didn't know how to so i'm like eh, i'll just look this one up so i can get them real quick no one knows where to get them they're just in chess hmm so now I got a dude I got to knock out, but I, I have no herbs of serenity because I've just been using them willy-nilly on any NPC, not really knowing that they were rare uh, and limited. And the people she has to knock out, only she can knock out. No, not only, not just her, but her thing is that hers is free because you just use an item and they're knocked out. You don't have to fight them. You know, you, ha you don't have to challenge, provoke. Uh, this guy like except, particularly strong. Except the warrior is super broke, so you don't even need to worry about that. Right. 
is basically free with Hikari. So once you're out of Herbs of Serenity, especially for my team, once you're out of Herbs of Serenity, you just can't knock someone out. Okay, so no one else on your team can knock people out. Yeah. So I had to grab Throne, who I kind of had anyway. Uh, But I have to level her up so she can knock people out. And since I got her, I'm just going to move on and grab the other people too. The Dancer Lady is not very interesting to me, but her class is godlike, so I even ended up picking her up. I'm like, I can look at those class skills and tell you're godlike. Oh. I mean, it's a dancer. <laughs> right. Hey, I liked, I was a fan of the dancer in the first game. Dancer always been good. Dancer been broke, but dancer more broke in this game. Yeah. Bad bitch, she is. Way better than Primrose. Way better than Primrose. Primrose is good. She wasn't that good. Hmm. So this, this octopath, so did they solve every problem you didn't know it had? Yes. But did they solve the biggest problem? Yes. Okay. I don't know what the biggest problem is, but probably yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, but, well, I'll say what it is because I, I think it's important for anybody who doesn't know it. To know, because this was the thing that made a lot of people fall off of path was the fact that, for whatever reason, people just did not think that the, like, tavern conversations and the other things, the little skits that the characters had was, like, enough. They wanted the characters to interact like they was actually a part of each other's story. Oh, yeah, they, they interact. Kind of. So we still got our tavern conversations. Kind of. Yeah, it's it's not like super big, but we got our tavern conversations, right? And then we still have, um, or, well, not still. Now in battle, people talk to each other. So, you know, you break an enemy, they'll be like, good job, Particio, or whatever. Right, right. And um, now they have what are called cross paths, which it looks like each character has a character that they pair with and has a specific um, route with. So for my Particio, Oswald was his pair. So they have a quest together. Uh, and they they went. Uh, Particio was funding one of Os- Oswald's old friends. And Oswald told him, like, hey, man, this dude's research never leads to anything. And Particio was just like, nah, I believe in the man. So I'm going to go ahead and use his six. He used $600 to buy enough materials to build a sc- telescope. So that was pretty impressive. So that was good. he went, he built the telescope and he gave the dude, or he gave the dude the materials to build the telescope. And then the dude was like, all right, well, I'm going to go ahead and go back home and build this. And so I haven't gotten to the second part of it because you have to do each of their chapters to unlock the next segment. But yeah, they, they were talking to each other. They were interacting. I mean, the fact that they even had a quest with each other yeah, is more than anything Aquapath. And this game's a lot more lenient with doing the main quest. So, like, you can activate a main quest and then kind of just walk around wherever you want. Remember Octopath 1, you activated a main quest and then you just walked a little to the left. And the game was like, this will mean you are aborting the main quest. Do you want to continue? Meanwhile, I see Dream teleporting in and out of Candlebrine. And it's still playing the urgent theme because he has a boss to fight that he hasn't yet. (laughs) 
Yeah, so he's just he's just okay. walking around exploring. And then he walks to the town and the music and people are just still going about their day as normal. That's fucking That is that is hilarious. Hey, but you know, the freedom is necessary because the main story quest felt like they were on rails. Yeah. Sometimes and you just like, all right. Okay, how long is this gonna go? And I think literally all they did was just take out that prompt that said, you are aborting the quest. It's like, okay, if someone's aborting the quest, they know. So, well, first off, you can leave the town while the quest is going on, and it'll still continue when you walk back in. But also, you um, you can, like, it won't tell you when you're aborting it. You just go back to the tavern and reactivate it. So you do have to reactivate the quest? No, like like I said, uh, Dream was able to walk in and out of the town without it deactivating. But if it deactivates for some reason, you can just go huh. in the tavern. So you got to fail safe just in case. Yeah. Nah, that's- like my quest deactivated for some reason. I don't know what did it, but yeah. Probably starting a different quest. Right, right. D- d- starting another quest. Alright, that's good then. I mean... Because it was unnecessary friction in the first game to have that pop up. Yeah. You know, like, players, a lot of people playing games don't like to have that thing come up when they just go slightly off the beaten path. And it's just like, what are you doing? (laughs) It's like, the quest is this way. I'll never forget the Red Dead Redemption 2 example of the dude who was given a sniper rifle. And the mission where he had to protect his... The, the straight-up objective was protect your team as they escape. Mm-hmm. You were given a sniper rifle, and there's a tower right next to the sniper rifle. <laughs> it tells you exactly what to do. Yeah, and you go up that tower with that sniper rifle to protect your allies as they escape, and you fail the mission. What? Immediately. Because the mission said you went out of bounds. You were not supposed to climb that tower with that sniper rifle. You were supposed to take your handgun and walk behind your dudes shooting dudes. What? Yes, that's, your creativity failed the mission. That doesn't even sound creative. It though. doesn't. That's, that's why like, it's hilarious. You're literally just doing what you thought they were telling you to do. Sniper rifle right there. As, tower right there. As funny as that sounds, I don't. I wouldn't like that, honestly. No one liked it. It's only funny because of how bad it is. It's so <laughs> terrible. A design decision is like, what? Right, just don't put the sniper rifle just don't there. Put the sniper, don't put the tower there. You control the environment. No. It's like, what is this? like, nope. We're going to give you hits and then punish you for it. Tell you to protect folks. And, the, and it, then you add to it the fact that almost every single game this company made has a mission where it's like protect the dude with a sniper rifle. While he's doing stuff. <laughs> so it's like, you see the sniper rifle and say, oh, this is a rock star, you know, protect the guy with the sniper mission. Makes sense. Nope. Wrong. Also, the walk. <laughs> All right. Red Okay, there's a... When you are walking from one location to another location, talking to a guy, he's telling you the story of the mission you're about to do. If your horse veers off the path slightly, you fail the mission. 
Out of bounds. Out of bounds. That reminds me of uh, Tears of the Kingdom, where you're trying to get Breezer to the, uh, when you're trying to get Breezer to the Great Fairy, and you like go up a rock. Ah, we're falling! And then he just cancels the mission. It's like, bro, we're not. We're right here. Nah, man, you, you took a path I did not expect. Meanwhile, you can strap rockets on him and fly him straight to the Great Fairy, and like mission complete. You know. Yeah, that's funny. That, that is, you know, open world games are, the limits they put on certain missions are always hilarious. It's always hilarious. But, yeah, okay. So, Octopath Traveler. Good RPG this year or best RPG this year? Best, because I wouldn't consider Tears of the Kingdom an RPG. Good, because I don't know if anything else is coming out. That's fair, but like, what else is coming out? I don't know. That's why I say good. (laughs) We gotta see. Right, we'll we'll do our game awards at the end of this year again. And determine. But it looks like nothing's gonna compete with it. I mean, with these style of mechanics, it would would be a different kind of RP. Yeah. Depends on how much does if Starfield lives up to expectations or crashes and burns. Um, we'll see very quickly. Or Baldur's Gate people. But at that point, the difference between a RPG like Octopath and an RPG like Baldur's Gate Three are so drastically different from each other that they may as well not even be in the same universe. <laughs> It is it is the epitome of one design versus the other. Mm. But man, Baldur's Gate three it looks really good. That game looks crazy. It begins with a mind flayer putting a worm in your brain, and you have a limited amount of time to get it out before it explodes and turns you into a eldritch monstrosity. It's cool stuff. But yeah, no, this game is um. This game sounds pretty good. Yeah. Sounds, sounds, sounds pretty good. Just, just make sure you grab Partitio. Like, even if you don't want to use them, make sure and you Timonos. grab Grab those, too. And Timonos' story just good. Partitio's is good, too. But, like, Timonos is, like, the whole moment-to-moment is good. I actually like the side character. Like, I actually like Crick. Liked. And, yeah, and no one, no one in Octopath won you like 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 when Mati is betrayed Ophelia, it was neither surprising nor sad. Well, you saw it happen as soon as it happened. Like you knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a surprise at all. Right. You saw Primrose's betrayal happening too a mile away. Yeah. It wasn't surprising or sad. You're just like, okay, so this NPC wanna fight. Alright. Yeah, alright. In fact the only surprising NPC and the entirety of Aquapath 1 is Obrick's guy that he's looking for. Because he just turns, actually turns a new leaf. <laughs> and he has a decent reason for what he did. And he's actually still feels bad about it, despite having a good reason for what he did. Right. He's like, hey, man, the king was screwing my people over and my family over. And I ain't like that. And so I took care of it. But, man, I probably shouldn't have blew up the whole kingdom. 
That was rough. <laughs> oh, well, here's the guy that was the leader of the band I was in. Go kill him. And then he gives you the best sword in the game afterwards. Here, take my awesome sword. My incredible battle-tested blade. And put it in Therian's hands until he gets his fire sword and then you take it out of Therian's hands because Harold's sword is the real best sword in the game. Um, but yeah, like that was the one guy that was surprised. Everybody else was like, Right, and you get actual surprises in this game. Also, you can't you can't get a boat. Like the whole middle of the map is traversable, but you don't know until you get Particio and do the side quest. Like yeah. when you get in this game, you're gonna you're gonna start in a place, you're gonna walk around, and depending on which character you pick, you're gonna end up at docks at some point. And then you use the dock to travel across the continent. They don't tell you that that whole middle, that whole ocean can be traveled and explored, too. And there are whole islands you just get locked out of. <laughs> if you don't get Particio. That's yeah, funny. It's, so make I'm, sure. I want to look at this team that made this game, because I'm hearing, like, a lot of... Um, I, know some, I know some of the members of some of the old Final Fantasy teams have uh, have their mark on the Bath team. But I'm also hearing a lot of, like, Dragon Quest... Like elements from past Dragon Quest games in here. Like Particio sounds like the modern Tornico, where it's just like, hey, I'm a merchant who's trying to help people and like spread prosperity, and my actions as a merchant irrevocably change the game world for the better. Yeah. Like there are parts of the map in Dragon Quest 4 you just never are able to get to until Tornico. Like, builds the boat that can do it. <laughs> or Tornico builds the tunnel as a part of a uh, a trade route to a part of the world no one can get to by making millions of gold. Yeah, I mean, you can't... You, <laughs> you can't get to that... Um, you can't get to those areas without Particio. Yeah. And you can't get the jukebox either, which is hilarious to me. Like, even the fun features. And you can't get the lore either. Uh, that's what the last sense of commerce is, is the lore of the game? Yep. Wow. Despite Oswald having the lore chapter... Uh, Oswald and Timonos. Well, I mean, they learn the lore for themselves, but Partizio brings the lore to the people. <laughs> no, he also learned the lore for himself. Yeah, yeah, that's how he brings it to the people. No, he does not bring it to the people. <laughs> he just grabs it. Yeah. Like, I'd have found a lore. The scholar not bringing you the lore book? He only wants to kill Harvey. That's so sad. So Partizio has to bring it. He has to cover it. He has to do it because Oswald won't. Sound hilarious. That'd be like if Alfin made the uh, the lore book for magic and Cyrus is just like, I'm too busy studying to actually write these books. Speaking of that real quick, the whole book that Cyrus was looking for in his story is just in the game. Yeah. Like, you break into a dude's house and it's just there. I think I'm accidentally working towards the super boss because I found side quests that involve that tome. Well, yeah, because then when you walk out of the town after getting that tome, it's all dark and you just get attacked by a monstrosity pretty weak but like it, it, you dig it's a whole special event that happens as soon as you get the tune 
Man, the tome would have to evolve because the whole point of the tome is rendered kind of pointless by the end of Octopath 1. It's like it was really made for the final boss to come back. Right. But now that he's dealt with, it's like, I mean, you can still make demons and stuff out of it, but... And that was pretty useful. It's not, yeah, but it's not like I'm going to consume all things in the universe into myself. But if, you're, if you're a normal dude and then you get to turn into a teleporting ogre, that's pretty good. Yeah, but Cyrus killed all those dudes instantly. Technically by himself, canonically. <laughs> you know, since none of the Octopath heroes had any help canonically in any of their adventures. And Cyrus could totally nuke those two by himself. I don't know why you would go from shooting lightning bolts out your hands to being buff, but yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know why that dude did that either. They all nerfed themselves. But that's the point. If you are, if a mage is more powerful than the demon the book turns you into, <laughs> you would have to upgrade that book to make it valuable. You can't right. use the base level book. So, like, the fact that the game is having people upgrade the book <laughs> makes sense because it needs to be upgraded. Because the base stuff ain't good enough. <laughs> especially since mages are buff in this game. Yeah, I mean, you got a mage mug and mugs. Yeah. So now you're buff and you have the spells without even using the demon power. What's the point? From the far reaches of of of, 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 of he double hockey sticks, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you gotta upgrade it. It's gotta be from the. You just find volume two. Yeah, yeah. Somebody <laughs> that you know what that that I can see someone looking at that book and being like, hmm. Yeah, this thing needs an upgrade. They're spending their whole life trying to make it better. And now you get volume two. That makes sense. Because, yeah, them dudes are weak. All them demons created by that book was weak. The only one that wasn't weak was the final boss. <laughs> she was weak. <laughs> he was only weak if you didn't train your, if you trained your whole eight characters. Yeah. Oh, oh, the final boss. Yeah, final, it. final. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The final boss of Cyrus' story, he was, he was trash. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was trash. He was trash. Uh, yeah, I'm, talking about some, I'm talking about the god. Cyrus, I was the evil one the whole time. Now won't you join me in my library? No. Huh? Zap. Game over. And then he's just like, oh, knowledge is amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's hilarious how you just kill her and then go look at the... <laughs> yeah, and then he started reading the book. Like the the her, his boss was so inconsequential, it wasn't even the end of his chapter. No, he walks around and reads books after. Right, he reads books. Like you still have to go and find the books, multiple books. Kind of hilarious. Like, Yo, this woman lived her whole life trying to make this happen, just for Cyrus to come in and just finger point zap and then go read her stuff. And then he had the audacity to put that book on the shelves. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I won't limit knowledge. Like, maybe you could limit this one. But just this one book. But sorry. understand from his perspective, he did murder every single person who used the book. And every single person who used the book murdered like six, seven. Well, no, that's an understatement. Murdered like dozens of people they mur- but, trying to master the book. But they murdered them without even tar- using the book's power, technically. They just murdered people for the book. Right, but the book encourage people to murder. It did. It did, but I don't know. In the world of Octopath, you don't need much reason to encourage murder. 
I when mean, those old ladies can whoop you, you do. Yeah, yeah it's like them, them people in Octopath just they love their killing. Incredibly strong people are just lurking around just the corner in this around. game. You beat that crazy strong woman in Clearbrook to get into that house to get that axe. <laughs> like she, man. But I feel like the game is a lot more balanced, I guess, in this in this one because. In Octopath 1, what basically happened was you travel around, you end up in a level 45 area, you accidentally win, you level up enough to get in the level 45 area, you know, you stumble across a level 45 staff because you're in that area, Mm -hmm. and then you win the game. Like, you don't, nothing can challenge you anymore. High level environments combined with Alpha, I mean, with uh, Cyrus's evasive maneuvers. Yeah. Man, you can just get top tier equipment at any time. Yeah. Whenever you want. And classes potentially. Like you can just run in and just get people's classes at the very beginning. Yeah. If you wanted to. Just using his evasive maneuvers. But in this game, I did that. I ran around. I um <laughs> I ran into this one area. It was just a clock tower. But I ran into it. And I'm like, oh, wait, this area is pretty short. So I just kept running, got attacked by enemies, barely managed to escape, got to the end, and then I got something called the Seraphim Spear. And it was like 300 points of damage above my actual attack. There it is. And it has not made the game trivial. Like That's good. Despite having that, I'm still challenged by bosses. And that's because I think when you level up, your stats actually matter a lot more in this game. Because I got thrown at level one and threw on all my top equipment on on the assumption that she would then be able to just go toe-to-toe with the enemies. And she was getting one shot still. So, that's, that's a nice balance. Because, yeah, equipment, your stats didn't even matter in Octopath 1. No. Your, your equipment is what mattered. Good enough equipment overcame all stats. Like, Ober could be a good mage despite <laughs> being a terrible... Terrible at magic. Right. And you can still be a good mage just because of the brokenness of some of the staffs you can get. Yeah. So Octopath 2 is like an upgrade over Octopath 1. In, in like, like every single way. Every single capacity. And no reason to go back. Did they even reference the first game? Outside of like the book. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The book was the only reference I saw, really. Good. Leave it in the past. Move to the future. Man, the old characters were good. No, I still love Tressa, but, you know, she had her game. Oh, yeah, you still get to have Tressa in Particio's story, too, because that newspaper, that's like major, that newspaper girl has major Tressa vibes going on. All right, that's good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. But, yeah, just get Octopath, too. If, If the hype died down while you were waiting for it, reignite the hype. Play the demo. And then see if you can go two weeks without buying the game, because you can't. Square's got the best demos in the business. Take advantage of them. And that's all the time we got. Thank you for tuning in to Triple Fist Bump. And with that, Triple Fist Bump out. How long should I go with this? You can always add it. Uh, not another quarter, sir. Do 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 do. That just keep going forever. Yeah,
props to whoever actually listened to that corner for, for the full five minutes it was playing. Silk Song is coming out this year. Pick Particio.